0: hi there my name is john falola today is a wonderful day to be sharing a few thoughts on the startup podcast our topic for today is a new nation a new nation i know you're wondering and it's a good thing to wonder if or what this is all about and um simply about nigeria it's about the realities of the developing world but i'm going to focus more on nigeria in today's episode because i am of the opinion that nigeria is in a crucial phase of existence nigeria is in the face of having a reset you know you know there's always that time in the history of every developing nation where they decide if they will become a developed nation. Several years ago, I had read the book Audacity of Hope by Barack Obama. And I saw exactly what is happening in Nigeria in the book. you know, And you know, sometimes we compare ourselves to developed countries or developed economies. Well, the truth is the United States of America is over 200 years ago. Of- of existence, if I'm not mistaken. Um, even the guys in Europe have a rich history of existence. So, all of those things they have, all of those infrastructure, all of, all of those realities of a false world nation didn't just happen in one day. So it was a collective decision to build a developed nation. So, the truth is, for us to have a developed nation, we need to ask ourselves some questions. The outcome of the last 60 years or 61 years is simply a function of the quality of decisions that we've made is a it's a, it's a function of the quality of leadership that we had the function and interpretation of the leadership that we've experienced over the last 60 years it's quite important to note that the quality of leadership that we have or that we will have over the next six years to determine if Nigeria will remain a developing nation or a false world nation. What's exciting for me is the fact that Nigeria has always been a to be the nation that triggers a cycle of transformation in Africa. And we are seeing that thing play out now the best of mind take, up, take take their place in in the offices outside of nigeria global institutions are being to trust nigerians to lead them and i was saying that we need to now come back home whilst they are holding those positions those global institutions that for instance congratulations to uh, Dr. Mrs. Ngozi Okonjewala that position that she erodes, it's a strategic one that puts Nigeria on the map, that puts Africa on the map, that puts women on the map. The fact that if Nigeria needs need a trade or a trade um, council, you have her to go to if if Africa needs a trade council you have to go even the world needs you know a trade wisdom they they need they would have to go through a why is it important for us to know that our greatest resource is not in places is not in our natural resources it is in the quality of human beings that we have in this nation. One of our major issues is the quality of thinking across some regions, you know, it's an undeniable fact that some regions in Nigeria are developed more than some regions simply because of the quality of vision, the quality of people living in those, in those states. I grew up in the east and anyway and the core cool city was has always been one of the most historic towns as in one of the most um beautiful towns in the east they had they always had that landmark infrastructure you know i remember growing up and dad would lift me on his shoulder and take me to the national stadium or the um enugum stadium further and watch the national team of Nigeria have a match played, I think, in Michael Aquara Stadium, Maduraba. And I remember that, that day vividly because uh, I think the keeper at the post uh, was Dosuk Joseph. And in those days, you know, it was a thing of pride to see our national team, to watch our local league, to watch our own people thrive, you know. and when that day and age where nigeria will be forced to begin to look inward in every sector from sports to um, entertainment to um, music to you know um banking and finance to healthcare, to every single para in government civil service as a whole there's that need for us to have a rethink you know and ask ourselves and it's not a function of one person it's not a function of just the messiah it's a function of a collective decision by the people to say we have had enough of an underdeveloped nation I have never seen a nation that decides to become developed remain de- remain remain undeveloped. I will take that again. I have never seen a nation that decides to become a developed nation remain on un- underdeveloped. And throughout history, from Singapore to Dubai and um, Malaysia and the like, there were the recent stories of nations that decided. Or the leadership decided that the people deserved better, even when people didn't know they deserved better. I would like to take Singapore as a case in point. Singapore's story is so exciting and interesting that the president had to document, I think one of the lifetime presidents, I think it's late now, uh, Lee Kuan Yew, had to document the trials and the sacrifices it took them for them to have the Singapore of today. Singapore doesn't have a natural resource, but they developed the best of human capital. All they needed was to have the best of seaports and become a regional channel for people to bring in the best of items to the region. So they traded their waterways, they converted their their strategic position in Asia, you know, to become a a center of commerce and that improved, or that sustained them through difficult times of history. Over time, they had evolved. They had, you know, they had improved. They started doing some level productions. Even Malaysia is number one in palm oil production. You know, they've started. In the, they they went through a phase of industrialization as well. And through this, we went through the highs of um, Lee Kuan Yew in his book. I realized that. Singapore equally had a multi tribes living within it. Theirs was even worse. Theirs was um, different people that emigrated from different places from China, you know, they were Malays and they emigrated into Singapore but they had to coexist produce what Singapore is today. Yes, many of us will argue that Lord Lugard or the UK played a huge part in what Nigeria is today to have us amalgamated into today's reality and the basic truth is this. In 1963, the North decided to leave the nation but the UK, under the leadership of the Queen, gave them a better advice to go into leadership positions. So since then they not had assumed the leadership positions with their birthright. They had politically taken it as a career to fill in the most offices in the civil service. They had taken it as a lifetime journey to push their people into all these positions of power in the military, Literally every single service point in the nation the big question is this it's neither a bad thing for a set of people to be ambitious to say they want to be in every key decision-making um, rooms in the nation but what is quite important is for us to have the best of minds irrespective of tribe being or being at the hem of any single position this nation. That means that if you're going to choose someone to do anything we should begin to start looking at the best platform. You start looking at how best to get it done through the best of minds. The era whereby we have the worst of us lead to the best of us is over. We need to start positioning the best of us to lead the worst of us and this is not a disrespect to anybody it's just a fact that in the era when we had independence, the UK felt confident to hand over the nation to the young lads that, like Tafawa Tafaba Balewa, Enam Azikiwe, Abafemi Awolo, you know um uh formula Some Kitty of Blessed Memory and just name a few Jaja. And I realized that the reason why UK felt confident enough to hand over the nation to them was because they were the brightest minds Nigeria had. To the point that I read some documentations that the UK felt Nigeria was ready to become the best of nations in the world. That tells you and I that we need to have the best of us sit in the best seats leadership in leadership positions because governance controls business, governance controls the economy, governance controls the quality of outcomes you have in all these spheres of influence. And if it is not well with our nation, you can't build the best of businesses. The truth is, in the US where you have the global or the best of 1,450 or, or 4,500 companies, they were able to build a free economy where People can thrive. Where even people that migrate there can become anything they want to become, legitimately. And the truth is this: Nigeria is on that threshold on Africa, where we're seeing an influx of new kinds of entrepreneurs, bringing in or ushering in a new era where global investors are beginning to pay attention at what we're doing. I've heard recently of what. Uh, Our Nigerian team did at Microsoft building a virtual reality team uh, solution, rather. And I've learned IBM has an infrastructure here installed here for you know for an experience and like an innovation center. And most of all, these guys, even Facebook, have decided to come into Nigeria and have a local office. I learned Amazon is on on its way, and Spotify just came into Nigeria as well. So it shows that. The world is listening. Even Kasha belongs to the uh, the Twitter owner, Jack. It shows that the world is beginning to realize that Africa has has its place in the committee of nations. And the truth is, this generation of young minds, no disrespect to the older generation because their wisdom cannot be disputed. But there's something unique about these young minds that has not been seen before the commitment to build a nation has never been at at an all-time high like this before the commitment to help one another to become you know the best of whom they could be has never been like this before the truth is something we always unite the people a cause and that cause happened during the NCIS movement we saw Except for the um, the people who turned it all around into a a, Nigerian Logan fight, it was largely peaceful, and it made the statement to the government that a generation wasn't going to take the old Nigeria into into the new Nigeria, and the old Nigeria is just a literary word for everything that represents development in Nigeria you know this the governance models the approach to people you know the approach to service all those models have to change a new nation was born in 2020 a new nation was born by those series of long consecu- uh, conse- consecutive consecutive protests you see Nigeria in a phase where the people who would build Nigeria are already in the nation, their young minds with a global perspective of life, exposed, who are going to sit down here, roll up their sleeves, get work st- get the work done, do things that has never been done before. Ask give expression to solutions that you know that have never had its full expression before now. It's quite important for us to also know that any nation that has decided to be peaceful, decided to operate by unity, decided to give equity to all tribes, to see every being as a stakeholder, to see every citizen as a stakeholder. To see every city as a valuable resource, that nation can never remain underdeveloped. The greatest issue with Nigeria is Nigeria has never valued human lives until today. Because if you had valued human lives, Nigeria used to have the best of healthcare facilities in the 1960s. People used to fly across the world. I remember an American actor, I read his bio and I realized he was born in UCH, Nevada. It tells you that. Nigeria has the best of, had the best of facilities back then, the best of art studies were done in the initiative pattern. What changed? It's simply us going to sleep. The giant of Africa went to sleep. We have always had the capacity to become the best of beings that we can be. From the discovery of oil, to abandoning agriculture, to so many things, to Massive, massive, massive exploitation of the nation, of the Nigeria, you know, greed began to detect how development would come into the nation. The honest truth, the things that could have taken us one year began to take us 10 years, the things that could have taken us six years began to take us 60 years to accomplish. You know we began to place our personal interests above the national prosperity we began to place our, our national um, biases over the national peace and unity so it's very important for us to believe that a new nation can be born in one day a new nation can be born in one year a new nation can be born when every citizen or a large number of citizens decide to go to the polls and make their impression known at at, at the polls a new nation can be born when the citizens are aware of their rights aware of the responsibilities of the government to lead them to provide shelter to provide the best of policies that ensures that they flourish they enjoy the realities of prosperity not just personal prosperity collective prosperity Where everybody has a sense of security in their land. Where lives and properties are secured. So, I'll leave you with these few words of mine. Arise, O compatriots. Nigeria's call, obey. It's time to serve your fatherland. It's time for genuine leaders after the heart of God. To begin... To vie for positions of leadership. It's time for the best of minds to step into over 10,000 seats, democratic seats in this nation. <laughs> to begin to show the people how it is done, to begin to become a symbol of expression of excellence, national excellence. Nigeria. It is time to become the giant of Africa again. It is time to show the world that the best is yet to come. I believe in the Federal Republic of Nigeria. I believe Nigeria's time is now. I believe Africa's time is now. And I welcome you to a new dispensation where all things are possible in Nigeria. Where Nigeria will be the most desired destinations to be to in the world as well as being the most populous and prosperous black nation be the most productive black nation in the world Nigeria is a matter of fact a wonder of the world so i really hope we all know our roles we get to know how to make it happen without any form of doubt with the right people with the right agreement and with the right decisions i believe the past does not equate to the future of nigeria the future of nigeria does not have anything whatsoever to do with the past of nigeria because it's exponentially different from what it is that we know to take a huge paradigm shift for us to lead our nation to become the most desired destination to become the most productive black nation in the world so thank you so much for listening to this episode join me next week